Good morning, and welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. I'd like you just to bow your head as we begin today's lesson, or today's sermon. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give thanks today for the United States of America and for its government. I pray, Lord God, that those that listen to this broadcast today would hold up in prayer before you, Lord God, men and women who are in positions of authority in this land, all the way around the world. And we would pray and intercede for our president, the representative, the senators, the judges of this land, Lord God. These are the people that we have placed in authority over, over us. I pray for the police departments all around this land, all around America, as well as for the governors, the mayors, and for all those who are in authority over us in any way, shape, or form. And we pray, Father, that the Spirit of, of, of the Lord would rest upon each and every one of them, Lord. Enough is enough. Father, we believe that skillful and godly wisdom has entered into the heart of our president and our president-elect, and knowledge is, is, is pleasant unto them both. A discretion should watch over both of them. Understanding keeps both of them and delivers both of them from any way of evil and from all evil men that surround them and women. Father, we ask that you come uh, accomplish the president and the president-elect about both men and women who surround them and make their hearts and their ears attentive to only godly counsel and do that which is right in your sight. And Father, today, as we, those that are in the sound of my voice, we believe you cause them to be men and women of integrity who are obedient concerning us and, and the, the things that are going on in, in, in America today, that we may lead a quiet, a peaceful, and a tranquil life in all godliness and honesty here in America today, and then send it out around the world. And we pray, we pray, Lord God, that, that the upright shall dwell in our government again, and that peace and tranquility would come back to America and that once again, we would be able to stand as men and women. And we would be able to say, in God, we trust. And that America, America is free. Let freedom ring from the East Coast to the West Coast, from the South to the North. In your sight, Father, shall remain in these positions of authority, but may the wicked shall be cut off. Our government and the treacherous shall be rooted out of it. Your word declares that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord in Psalms 33 and 12. Let that message ring true. May we receive your blessings upon our country, Lord. You are our refuge, our stronghold in these times of trouble. High cost, destitution and desperation is surrounding our, our country. So we declare with our mouths that our, your people dwell safely in this land and we prosper abundantly, the Bible says. 
We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. It is written in your word that the heart of the king is the hand of the Lord and that you turn it whichever way you desire. And we believe in our hearts that our leaders is in your hand and that his decisions are divinely directed by our Lord. And we give you thanks today, O Lord God. We give thanks unto you that the good news of the gospel is published in all our land, throughout our land. And bless you, Lord God, for I see the end of COVID-19 coming. I prophesize there shall be an end to this COVID-19 before, Lord, because in Egypt, when Israel, when they were going to send the plague unto this land, the angel of death went past those that were covered by the blood of the Lamb. I pray, Lord, that every Christian around the world who will plead the blood of Jesus shall be spared by the angel of death of the COVID-19. I truly believe this this is the angel of death came out of the bowels of hell sent by the devil. Now I pray that everyone would be covered in the blood of Jesus. Just claim the blood of Jesus upon you and your household today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Can you say glory to God? Can you give God praise and glory right where you are today? Just shout amen. Don't worry about what somebody else is going to say. Just shout amen and give God praise and glory right where you are today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. This is the day that the Lord has made. Be glad in it. Well, I want to welcome you back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we haven't been on the air. I, I have to apologize for the sound of the of the audio. Uh, as many of my followers, <clears throat> you'll know that I recently got a couple puppies. They uh, they got out next to the recording studio and uh, they were in the yard playing and uh, they ate up the the. Uh, the cables that are running to the broadcast studio. Uh, and so I'm back into, I'm back over into the house uh, where we recorded in the, in the spare bedroom. So uh, if the audio is not up to par, please forgive us. We'll get back into the studio as quickly as possible. Um, so if you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry, a spirit-filled Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We are now broadcasting to Ireland, the UK, Germany, Japan, Korea, South Africa, New Zealand, and now just added Mexico to that list. We uh, are in several different venues, um, uh, like Spotify, Apple, uh, several different... I, I don't have the list right now, but uh, if you want to donate, you'll need to go over to um, our our actual uh, website, which is spiritual awareness, all one word, spiritualawareness.net. So wherever you may be listening from today, we welcome you in Jesus' name. I'm Pastor Davenport, and thank you for tuning in to the 
today's broadcast. I am Spirit Phil, um, and I have to remind myself to slow down. We've had some letters where people have come in and said, hey, could you just slow down for us? Uh, I can slow down till the spirit gets hold of me, and then I'm kind of on a roll. As winter is fast approaching, we have kicked off a, a, our winter homeless drive. We we uh, we often go down the river and we uh, give uh, supplies to the homeless, whether they be veterans. I was a case manager for a veterans resource center, and uh, one of the things I did is house homeless veterans. Uh, and then after that, I I was all I was a case manager. I I went out and uh, I was what's called a SOARS uh, benefit specialist. So what I did was uh, I went out and I I found homeless veterans and non-veterans alike, and uh, I would try to get them uh, income, whether that be through Social Security uh, benefits or whether it be a VA if they were veteran benefits. So. Our winter homeless drive is here. There's a lot of, of, of homeless here in the Bullhead City, Laughlin, uh, all the way down from there, all the way to, to Needles uh, that, that hang out on the river. And uh, it's getting cold here. So uh, we're asking, you can't send in sleeping bags and tents. So we're asking for donations. So we may purchase sleeping bags, tents, coats, jackets uh, for our homeless. We also provide those uh, homeless bags, which are filled with toothbrushes, toothpaste, shampoo, combs, brushes, bars of soap, washcloths, towels, uh, feminine hygiene products for our, our gals, as well as razors and shaving cream for our men's bags. We can't have this stuff sent, so we ask you to just send in a donation. Um, the address is on the website. Again, that is spiritualawareness, all one word, dot net. Or, uh, and you can just go there and there's a spot that says donate now, uh, or you can go to the, the uh, address is at the bottom, uh, which is PO box 11042 in Fort Mojave, Arizona, 86427. So with that said, let's get started with today's message and I'll try to slow down if I can. Uh, I'm so excited for today's message. I tell you, saints of God, I look forward, I look forward uh, to today's message. I tell you, you know, I, I, I drove around and, and I'm, I'm pretty familiar because I was a case manager to all of these cities. I drove around and I, and I would stop at all the churches and I see the world falling apart around us. I, I, I look at the different newscasts and I'm watching the world fall apart as far as a Christian looking in to the world. I made it a point to go around to, to every city uh, from Needles all the way up. To, I went all the way to Las Vegas. I've been to Prescott. I've been to Phoenix. How many of churches I could. And there was there were so many closed due to COVID-19. I've seen chains around doors. And let me tell you, there, 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 there's a lot of them. Uh, saints of God, uh, you know, prayer partners, there's a lot that are closed and they have a sign on each door. And I can tell you that most of those houses of worship remain silent. The house of God is silent. Even now during the time uh, of leading up to the celebration of the birth of, the, of our Savior and Lord, called Christmas, I believe it is because many of our pastors have lost the true calling of God. I miss the days of old when, when the Holy Ghost preachers preached the blood of the cross. Yes, even during Christmas time, they preached about death, hell, and the grave. That's him old, old time preachers. 
like R.W. Schambach, Oral Roberts, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Swaggart, all of these old time preachers that would would get up there and they would preach. Uh, they would preach. They would be coming down, sweat coming down. And the Holy Ghost would come upon them and people would fall under the, the, the anointing of the spirit. That's called blood preaching. Praise God. Their sermons were so strong, people would be moved by the Spirit of God. Not trees and twinkling lights, not presents and cookies, not white-haired men in red suits and reindeer pulling some sleigh, but the blood of the cross and, and a Savior hung in, in, in a tree. The story of, of, of a real hell and the flames of eternal damnation that become the the, the be, uh, becomes the from, from the them rejecting God calls them. This then is the hell of your first Christmas without Christ. You know, I thought about how to kick off the Christmas season, being that I am a fire and brimstone type of a preacher, and I asked myself, what should I preach on? Should it be sugar and spice and everything's nice? Have I become like all these other preachers here in America today that stand before their congregation, congregation like so many Amway salesmen? No. I can't waste God's time. And I won't let the devil have a break even at Christmas time. So let's talk about hell at Christmas. Let's talk about what would happen if you died before December 25th and you spent your very first Christmas in hell. I will not let the devil make us afraid to preach on hell at Christmas time or any other time. I'm trying to remember to slow down. Hell is there all through the year. So why not preach it at Christmas? I think every, especially during this year when all the churches are shut down and people have gotten so far away from God, it is an important sermon to preach right now during this COVID-19. When we're losing so many people to this plague, they want to call it a pandemic. I call it a plague. Hell is real, folks. And many of our modern day preachers that we have today forget to preach on it because it doesn't fill the offering tray. It does as well as the, the sugar and spice sermons do. The little old ladies in the front row don't want to hear that. They want a feel good sermon so they can go home and feel good. Hallelujah. Listen. If you don't preach hell at Christmas, then what is the true meaning of Christmas? Christmas has no meaning unless there's a fiery hell waiting for lost sinners. Amen? Glory to God. The baby Jesus was not born in Bethlehem to give us Christmas trees and twinkling little lights. He was born in Bethlehem to die on a cross, to die so sinners could be saved from hellfire for all eternity. 
so that sinners could be washed clean from their sins with his holy blood. Hallelujah. That crimson blood of Jesus Christ washed us clean as white as snow. Hallelujah. When you take hell out of Christmas, it becomes nothing but a pagan holiday. Remember, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa. I'm telling you right now. That's what some of these preachers want to preach. Many of these young modern-day preachers preach to please the pocketbook rather than to save souls. I believe with this pandemic taking so many lives, I believe it is time that those who stand at the pulpits of America, those who have been called of God, should return to preaching the old-time sermons. Give it to them and give it to them straight. In Luke chapter 16, verse 25, it says, Son, remember. Say that with me. Son, remember. The rich man died and was buried. His soul immediately went down into the fiery flames of hell. That's the Bible. I'm quoting the Bible here. Not some fairy tale. It says, Son, remember. The rich man died and was buried. His soul immediately went down into the fiery flames of hell. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. Luke chapter 16, verse 23. You're going to hear that a lot. And the rich man saw Abram far off in heaven. What does that tell me? That tells me that when you're in, in heaven, you can see them that are in torment in the flames, the eternal flames of hell. And it says he begged, listen, he begged for a little water to cool his tongue. For he was tormented in the flame. Luke 16, 24. And Abram spoke to him. And he said, Son, remember. Son, remember thou in thy lifetime receivedest thy good things. And likewise, Lazarus evil things. But now, say but now, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Luke 16, verse 25. Glory to God. The Lord Jesus Christ gave this account. He gave it to warn lost sinners about hell. It was predicted of many of the old-time greatest preachers that we called the fire and brimstone revival preachers that the new preachers would shy away from preaching about death, hell, and the grave. Why? Because it would become unpopular in churches. Let me just hear about the, the sugar and spice and let me know that everything is going to be all right, preacher. And I'll drop an extra 20 bucks in the offering tray. I can buy my way to heaven. That was what it was all about. And that's not the way to heaven, my friend. That is not the way God intended it. So saith the Lord your God. Christian evangelists, preachers, ministers ought to speak or preach on hell. It is part of their calling. According to Jesus Christ and the apostles, personal life goes on after physical death. Are you listening? Personal life goes on after physical death. 
When you put them in the ground, it's not the worms crawl in and the worms crawl out. A personal life goes on after physical death. And the prospect of those without Christ in the world to come is as bad and terrifying as it could possibly be. And everyone need to be told that. According to Luke chapter 16, verse 25, there is life. Listen, there is life after death. It's heaven or hell. Which will it be? Where will your family spend eternity? And that's the question you should be asking them. Son, daughter, where will you spend eternity? Heaven or hell? And read them, Luke 16, verse 24, 25. Listen, I never thought it would, I would ever say this, but I am old now. Glory to God. I've seen so much in my life. I will not be here too much longer. Those who preach after I am dead may be afraid to preach on hell. They may believe that you can save sinners by teaching them these sweet words. You had, had better listen to this old preacher while I'm still here. The only criticism I have is that many of the great Pentecostal assigned of preaching on hell to only Christian evangelical uh, evangelists, the tent revivalists, like the great Billy Graham or Oral Roberts or R.W. Shambaugh. These were called the blood preachers of old. And I take a great compliment when people say, oh, Pastor Davenport, you're one of those those blood preachers, amen. Uh, to this I plead guilty today. The way this country is going right now, we need some old fire and brimstone preaching right now. People have been driven out of the churches because of these lockdowns. <coughs> some of these preachers are afraid to open up the church. I'm going to tell you what I need you to do today. What I need from you today, Christian, is I need you to go to your church I'm talking to you all around the world right now. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little hoarse. Forgive me, I took a drink of water. What God is telling me in my heart to tell you right now is you need to go to your church, wherever your church is and it's closed. You need to go in front of that door that has that sign that says closed due to COVID. Lay your hands upon that door. And I want you to just say in Jesus' name, be opened in the name of Jesus, and then find the phone number and call your pastor and say, listen, this is God's house. This is a place of worship, and I am a child of God, and I want my church back open in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want God's house open. We are worshipers, and we're here to worship in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. The way this country is going right now, we need, we need our worshipers. We need our followers to go to the churches and then call someone else that you know in the church and say, let's gather at the front door and let's just pray God's house of worship be open in Jesus' name. Can you give God praise and glory right where you're sitting right now? Ye should follow his steps. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. Hell and judgment. Jesus is our model, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. 
Jesus often preached of the story of the rich man and, uh, and Lazarus. Christ said that the man died and he went directly to hell where he was tormented in the flames. And the man asked Abraham for a few drops of water. And Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy goods, good things and likewise evil things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Luke 16, 25. Now I'm going to lift out the first two words of that text. Son, remember. Daughter, remember, we are entering Christmas time here at Gospel of Faith Church and Spiritual Awareness. Normally, years past, we would have Christmas pageants with children singing. We always had many people come out to hear their kids. Parents would come to hear their boys and girls performing the story of Christmas. But the past few years, as membership fell off, we've not been able to have those plays. Whew, glory to God, I'm telling you, the Spirit is on fire here today. The Spirit is on fire here at this recording studio today. Praise Glory to God. You know, we have been in a state of limbo these last few years. It's hard when our membership falls off like it has recently. Maybe 10, maybe 11. On a, on, on, on a good Sunday, we may have 25 or 30. But we're going to change that. I want you to get the true meaning of Christmas. It's not Christmas trees and twinkling lights. During these beautiful, meaningful celebrations of, of Christ's birth, here in 2020, where the government is rec uh, recommending that none of us should be allowed to celebrate Christmas because of COVID-19, I want you to please remember that I'm about to tell you. I want you to remember hell. Hell is a result of sin. Jesus was born to die on a cross to save you and I from sin. So you won't be cast into those awful flames. The Apostle Paul said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Say that with me. Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. And the angel of the Lord said unto Joseph, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. And in Matthew 1 and 21. Then isn't that exactly what the true meaning of Christmas is all about? Isn't the real message of Christmas the fact that Jesus came down from heaven? That he came down to die on the cross to pay the price for our sins? To keep sinners like you and I out of hell? What, what if you died before Christmas? There may, may be someone listening to the sound of my voice this morning who will die in the next few days. If that should happen to you on December 24th, December 25th, you will spend your first Christmas in hell. And it will be said of you as it was sa uh, said to that man, if you go on in your sin, maybe not this Christmas, but someday, perhaps sooner than you think, you will spend your first Christmas in that place of that fiery torment. In those eternal flames, what will you remember when you spend your first Christmas in hell? You will remember how you learned to turn off your mind to those around you. How you could tune out the sermons of this old preacher. You will remember that it took practice to do it at first. At first, the sermons troubled you a little bit. They made you think about eternal things. But as... 
time went on, it became easier for the devil to catch you away. The messages from your heart, checked it out in Matthew 13, verse 19. Jesus said it. Check it out. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Luke chapter 8, verse 12. At first, it was hard for Satan to do that. But as the months went by, you became so used to this satanic trick that nothing bothered you anymore. And you began to sleep the sleep of death during every sermon. At last, your conscience became so seared and your heart so callous that as Christ said, ye cannot hear my words in John 8, 43. You can become so dull of hearing, so deaf to God's word that I can, it can be said of you, God gave you over to a reprobate mind, Romans 1, 28. Son, remember, Luke 16, 25. Daughter, remember, in hell, you will remember many sermons that was preached. When you spend your first Christmas in that burning cavern, in that burning infernal, you will no doubt remember this very sermon. In hell, you will remember sermons you, neg you neglected. You will cry out, oh God, why didn't I listen to Pastor Davenport, that old preacher at Gospel of Faith Church? Oh God, now it is too late. Forever and ever and ever too late. I am burning in hell. Why, oh why, oh why didn't I listen? to that old-fashioned preacher when I was warned. Amen. Glory to God. On your first Christmas in hell, you will remember the times the Holy Spirit convicted you of your sin. Jesus said when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin in John 16 and verse 8. When you are spending your first Christmas in hell, you will remember when God's Spirit made your heart tender. You will remember. When his spirit made you fear, you will remember how tears came into your eyes, down your cheeks. You will remember, also remember how you resisted his convicting work. How you resisted Christ until the Holy Spirit withdrew from you and God said of you, he is joined to idols. Let him or her alone. Hosea 4.17 a great evangelist put it this way. Then how sad, facing judgment. You recall with no mercy that you tarried and lingered till the spirit was gone. What reproaches and mourning if when death finds you hopeless, you have tarried and lingered and have waited too long. When you spent your first Christmas in hell, you will remember how you resisted the conviction of God's Spirit, how you tarried and lingered till the Holy Spirit was gone. Son, remember Luke 16, 25. And thirdly, no. Thirdly, no. Do not tell me you respect Christ. Don't you dare lie about it. You have not respect for him, none at all. The Bible says that you despise and reject Christ. The Bible says he is despised and rejected of men. We hid our faces from him. <coughs> he was despised and we esteemed him not. Isaiah 53, 3. If you had respect for Christ, you would search for him. 
If you had respect for Jesus Christ, you would strive with all your might to enter into him. Luke 13, 24. What striving have you done? Have you fasted? Have you prayed as Jesus instructed his disciples to do? If you came forward at the invitation to the altar call that I give, do you ever speak about your sin or do you expect me as your pastor to, to guess what is troubling you? I'm not a psychic. This is the time you should be unloading your sin. This is the time you should be repenting and asking for forgiveness for all your past sin. Only Jesus can pardon sin. I'm merely a man of God. Only Jesus can wash away the sin with his precious blood. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus and be saved by him from all thy sin. How terrible it is that you do not think about Jesus when you come forward. If I don't guess what is troubling you, then you don't figure you need to come to the altar call. Let me tell you, all something when you... When your pastor opens the altar call, you come because the Holy Spirit is calling. You're not because the pastor happens to hit something that might be close to be troubling you. Come into repentance. Come for healing. Come because you love Jesus Christ. How terrible it is when you come forward that you're not thinking about Jesus first. Although my sermons always center on Jesus Christ, we can't get you to talk about Jesus Christ himself. Sometimes I have a hard time getting people just to think about Jesus. Yet no other person can save you but Jesus Christ alone. None but Jesus, not but Jesus, can do helpless sinners good. Our sins were placed on Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was crushed under the weight of our sins in the garden, until he fell to the ground and a bloody sweat surged from the pores of his body. They arrested him. They beat him. They beat his face. They pulled out swatches of his beard. Pilate had his back scourged till the skin hid his shreds from his ribs. They nailed his hands and his feet to a cross, and a soldier pierced his side with a spear. And forthwith came there out blood and water, John 19, 34. Jesus, the Son of Almighty God, where through all the horror, pain, and agony, to pay the penalty for our sin, to cleanse you and I from our sin with his holy blood, God set the penalty, and the penalty was high, and the penalty for our, us was death. Listen. We owed a debt we could not pay. He paid the debt we did not owe. He did not owe it. In Romans 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, think of our sins. Think of your sins. And then think of Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, died to save each and every one of us. Think of Jesus who alone can pardon and cleanse you from all sin. Think about spending a new Christmas here, right now, and now being cleansed by Jesus Christ with a new beginning, a new life in Christ. Jesus truly is the reason for the season. In our heads, we know this is true, but with what has gone to this year around the world, we begin to wonder. Let me assure you, 
Christmas was never about trees and twinkling lights. The babe in the manger came to go to the cross to do the be or to be the sacrificial lamb on the cross for you and I. So sing your carols and praise and worship our Lord and Savior, for truly, truly, our God is still in control of his creation and never, never lose sight of Christ in your Christmas. As we close out uh, this Sunday's broadcast, I'd like to give a call out to Brother Ray Hicks over in California. He's from our church, and his mother just passed away uh, this week with COVID, and him and his sisters are trying to get everything done, you know. Uh, I just want to throw out a couple of scriptures. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And in John 3, 15, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but would have eternal life. Uh, if you believe on Jesus Christ, you shall never die. You know, you're going to go on to be with the Lord. So we wish uh, him and his sisters well. As they tend to all the uh, problems, you know, going through, trying to um, take care of all her stuff. Um, and so we pray for them as well. You know, Jesus said, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we pray for you, my brother, and uh, your, your sisters as you go through uh, that tedious time of grieving. And uh, know that your mother is with the Lord in heaven and uh, we uh, we understand the depression and, and, and that and we give you victory over that right now as you go through that healing uh, time that you will have to go through but know that you know uh, she's no longer suffers she's with the Lord and, uh, and now it's time for you to bring joy to your sisters by giving them the word of God <coughs> pardon me um, by giving them the word of the Lord uh, Joyce is, you know, the word that uh, will bring them up and, uh, you know, give them that word that uh, uh, of encouragement and hope that, uh, th that the Lord says, you know, upon that time when we will be reunited with them, you know, yeah, forever with, with the Lord, uh, our Savior, Jesus Christ, when we will meet with them in heaven again. So, um I remind you all that uh, uh, we will be, um, we will certainly continue at Gospel of Faith Church. Um, uh, we have services every Sunday, and uh, in fact, I will be there this Sunday. Um, so, uh, please, if you're in that area, come out and hear me preach. Uh, we have four pastors now, and uh, they're uh, certainly preaching every week. So, with that. Uh, I remind you of our homeless that we're trying to raise money for. And uh, if you can pray and ask God to send a love offering to this ministry, we certainly, certainly would appreciate it. Keep us on the air. With that, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back again next week. God bless you all. We love you in the Lord.